Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tribune Audio Network. I'm never going to give up. I'm never going to give up. We have to find her. I'm Katie Corman, a reporter for Fox 2 in St. Louis, Missouri. My colleague Andy Banker and I are revisiting a missing persons case from our area going on 14 years now. Amanda Jones was a 26-year-old woman from Jefferson County, Missouri, and she disappeared on August 14, 2005. Amanda was eight and a half months pregnant when she went missing. She has not been seen or heard from ever since that day. In episode four, we went through those searches in as much detail as we possibly could. One thing I keep going back to, Katie, and that Amanda's family keeps going back to, is that these searches were limited. Why weren't they more extensive? There was, you know, the person of interest in the case we keep going back to, his name was Brian Westfall. Amanda believed he was the father of her unborn child, which was to be a boy. She was going to name Hayden, a little brother for her daughter, Hannah. Uh, Westfall was the last person known to be with Amanda, to see her. And that was at the Hillsborough Civic Center. And there were extensive searches all around the Civic Center. One of them just recently uh, in the wake of your reporting here. Uh, But at the time, more immediate to her disappearance, they searched nearby rivers, river banks, lakes, ponds, all around the Civic Center. And the one place they really wanted to search, uh, the investigators, that is, was Brian Westfall's property. And ultimately, neither Brian nor his girlfriend nor his parents have spoken with investigators in the months and years following those initial conversations. All of this creating a lot of frustration in the family. The family is very frustrated with the lack of movement in this case uh, by investigators, by the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, by the FBI. They say they've reached out uh, hundreds, if not thousands of occasions over the years via phone, via snail mail, via email to try and get answers, get updates. Right. And I covered this from the very beginning. And that distrust uh, among family members and investigators started building almost from day one. Why not devote more resources to it? I mean, it, it seems like the goal has been met The information is spinning and people are, you know, there are loose lips out there, people telling what they know, but the family has grown frustrated that it just doesn't seem like uh, that carries much weight with investigators or at least not as much weight as they hoped it would. I spoke with Amanda's parents, Hugh and Bertha Probst, just about their communication with law enforcement over the years. And 
and maybe why it, it has created such frustration among them and the other family members. I mean, anytime you try to contact them, you get the same answers. If you, know, you get an answer at all. Uh, we don't have any new evidence. Uh, I can't conjure up evidence. I can't uh, create evidence. Well, we're not asking them to do that. I want to know what are you doing to get that evidence, you know? Uh, so I figure until somebody comes forward and says something, they're not going to do anything. I mean, you got to figure, we're the victims here. But we're you ignorant know? and in compassion. Um, and it, it's a crying shame that we live in America and our laws are like this to where if you get a lawyer, you don't have to speak. So he could have this lawyer to the day he dies and never have to speak. So, Andy, obviously the, the family is frustrated with the way the communication has gone with law enforcement over the years. But I really think that the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, the law enforcement that's been involved with this case is probably equally as frustrated that they haven't made progress on this case, that it seems like it should be one that could be easily solved. But as we mentioned in episode four, the law binds them in a lot of ways. There's only so much they can do. And I bet, you know, I bet that's created a lot of frustration for them as well. It has. And uh, they hear what the family hears too, right? It's, they know uh, what people are saying. But what people are saying and what you can back up with facts are two vastly different things. And there is frustration on both ends. And I think they all wish we weren't still here because, you know, right now, this family is in the same position that they were the day Amanda went missing. They're having to live with this 14 years later. So, Andy, let's talk about those searches. The searches kind of wrapping up and in come the vigils and the memorial events. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, covering the earliest vigils and prayer services and balloon releases. Um and it just feels like, you know, a great momentum is building. And some big find or some, you know, there's going to be a big turn in the investigation uh, that solves the case, that cracks the case, that leads to Amanda. It just never happened. And, I, you know, I remember covering one, then another, and then... A couple of years later, so she disappeared in 2005. In 2007, going back to a county fair at the fairgrounds where she was last seen alive in Hillsboro. And there's a big Amanda Jones banner missing. And we did a report out there with the sole aim to try and stoke that fire again, get people talking again. Ma'am, would you help me find my daughter, please? We're still trying to find my daughter. No big new leads, no key new strategy for Joan's parents. Just, I just tell them, help me find my daughter, please. I just, you know. That's good. Just 1,500 flyers, a big new banner, and a hunch. Maybe out there amid the kiddie rides and carnival games lies the solution to what happened to Amanda. Thousands of people will be here this weekend, so we really want to get our, our message out. We want to bring Amanda home, and, and somebody, maybe it's somebody coming to the fair, maybe it's somebody that sees this broadcast tonight, 
Maybe they have the information. Hopefully somebody remembers something. Already one who received a flyer said he'd seen someone who looked like Amanda recently. He said, oh, I think I've seen her at Chesterfield Mall. You hear somebody call their, their friend or their, whoever they're with, Amanda or Mandy, you know, you, is that my Mandy? His Mandy was last seen at these same fairgrounds August 14, 2005. Eight months pregnant, her car left right out front just after she'd stopped at a Walgreens. I'll never give up. I'll never give up. If I live to be 100 and she's still not missing, I'll never give up. She's someplace. And if she's gone, then let me know she's gone. You know, we just need to know that. It's been a long time. I can't believe they haven't found her yet. Yeah, this may have been hard to fathom when she first disappeared, but now is a time, Jefferson County Fair 2007, to start thinking about this face again and to start remembering there's a $100,000 reward. So maybe this banner won't have to fly at the Jefferson County Fair 2008. In Hillsboro, Andy Banker, Fox 2 News. And that was only two years after her disappearance. And now we're at 14. And as this family feels, you know, stuck in time waiting for answers, the rest of the world is kind of gone on yeah. even even this family that the life moments have continued to go on even without amanda and baby hayden there holidays birthdays big momentous occasions weddings pregnancies right and that just i think a pregnancy is especially sensitive because amanda was so close to giving birth and the family was looking so forward to it and then in the course of your follow-up reports here you talk to her sister who was going through that big life moment herself amanda's little sister yeah carrie told me about uh, after she got married and found out she was going to be a mother and what that moment was like for her here's amanda's sister carrie alfred when I went in to find out when I was pregnant and my husband was with me and they did an ultrasound and all I see is this little bitty baby on the screen, the heart's beating. Oh, I cried. I mean, I, I, and my, and my OB was so, so excited. She goes, yay, we have a heartbeat. And I just started crying. And my husband's like, oh my gosh, can I take a picture of that? And, you know, and. It was great, and I, I remember thinking, I wish I could call Amanda. I wish I could call her and tell her you're going to be an aunt. But I never got that chance. She never got to hear me say those words. Ever. Gosh, you could tell that Carrie was just so sad that she wasn't able to call her big sister and tell her I'm going to be a mother you're going to be an aunt and I met Carrie's best friend Pamela is Carrie's daughter's godmother and you know I got to meet her during the course of my reporting as well and she said to me Amanda should be the godmother of Carrie's daughter and if at any point she walks back through the door I would gladly relinquish the godmother duties over to Amanda. But in in the meantime, she said, you know, I'm going to do my best to be the best godmother I can be in Amanda's absence. Yes. I, mean, I remember when Carrie was getting married, you know, obviously before she was ever going to become a mother, Amanda wasn't there. She would have been the maid of honor. 
You know, she would be the godmother. Weddings, baptisms, ultrasounds, births, birthdays, all of that. This family goes on, and they go on without really the one they sort of look to as their fearless leader. You know, Amanda wasn't just part of the family. She was the glue. And how do you keep it together when when the glue is gone? And let's continue to remind ourselves that in all of this, Amanda left behind a four-year-old daughter, Hannah, who lost her mother, lost her baby brother in the same day. Now she's 18. 18 now. I remember when she was 11, I was contacted. Someone wrote a, a small book for people, children who have been through loss, and it was called Hope for Hannah. It was not a factual account based on Hannah's life, uh, but obviously that name certainly touched some heartstrings. And there was a note from Hannah uh, that the family gave me when they let me know about this book coming out. It says, my name is Hannah. I am 11 years old. Six years ago, my mom and baby brother disappeared. For six years, I have been without them. For six years, I have missed them. One day, I hope they come back to me, Hannah. That was when she was 11. I got to meet Hannah uh, last fall. She was a senior in high school. Hmm. On the dance team, thinking about college. And I had an opportunity to sit down with her and talk to her about what she remembers and how this has impacted her over the years. Here's the story I reported for Fox 2 about Amanda's daughter, Hannah Jones. It's been 13 years since Hannah Jones saw her mother. Yeah, it's so hard for like our entire family because we just don't have any answers from anyone, so it's hard. Hannah was four years old when her mother, Amanda Jones, vanished. I don't remember much from when I was four, but I do remember that she called me her princess and I called her my angel. Hannah holds tight to those memories and to the last keepsake she got from her mother. She gave me a uh, teddy bear when we went on our last family vacation together. Then 26-year-old Amanda was eight and a half months pregnant when she disappeared, August 14th, 2005. She was a loving person. She was really nice and she just loved other people and loved me and was excited to have another baby. The case has stumped police for more than a decade. Both the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department and the FBI say Brian Westfall remains a focus of the case. Amanda's family and police say Amanda met Westfall at her company's holiday party in December 2004. The two went home together that night, but the relationship ended there. In February, Amanda took Hannah with her to the Hillsborough Civic Center to tell Westfall she was pregnant. We went there and met Brian Westfall, and him and my mom were gonna talk about my brother. And my mom asked if he would have any like part in my brother's life. And he said no, and he said that he'd pay for an abortion. And I told him that you wouldn't hurt my baby. Hannah never got to meet her baby brother, Hayden Lucas. Just a week before she was scheduled to give birth, Amanda again met Westfall at the Civic Center. She never came home. 
Westfall has never spoken to the media and according to the sheriff's office, has not spoken with law enforcement since 2005. Westfall's attorney tells me, Mr. Westfall has always denied being involved in any way with Ms. Jones' disappearance and denied being the father of her child. After Hannah's mother vanished, she lived with her father until his death a few years later. Hannah has lived with her grandparents, Amanda's parents, ever since. Where do you find your strength? Through my family. How do they help you? Um, by talking to me about it. What would it mean to you to have some answers? A lot. I just want to know what happened to her and where she's at. Despite the heartache Hannah has faced and lived with for the past 13 years, she says she's doing okay. She's on the dance team at school. She likes spending time with her friends, and she's preparing for college, where she plans to study nursing. I like the medical field a lot, and I want to be a pediatric nurse because I like babies. But even her future reminds her of the past, what she lost, and the answers she's longing to find. She's so gone, and she's not here. And that I didn't have a brother. And I miss my brother. Where do you think your mom is today? Um, I'm not sure, but I think she's in heaven right now. Wow. Every time I see that, see the tears in that young lady's eyes, and just hear her voice, and hear her wanting for her mom and her brother and then hear her say she thinks her mom's in heaven um that's why we're doing this we you, she needs answers her parents need answers everyone just needs answers about amanda and um it's not just you and i katie i mean our boss here at fox 2 has never let go of this uh, and when you talk to people on the street they remember, and when this comes at them now uh, through our podcast, they're like, oh, my gosh, she's never been found. I still have a hard time watching that story and, and not getting emotional and choked up, just knowing having an opportunity to meet Hannah and seeing just how much this still impacts her. And I say still, I don't mean it as like it's surprising, but it just to emphasize that no matter how much time has passed, this is still very real and raw for this young lady and for the rest of Amanda's family. This is devastating and this has changed them. It has changed their family and it's not fair. It's a tough interview to do and I know you don't want to drag her through it, but you're not dragging her through anything that she doesn't think about every single day. You know, it's just always there. It always is. And you're right. It's not fair for a four-year-old to turn 18 um, and all that time in between have this as part of her life. They haven't been alone. They've had a lot of support. Amanda's family has done a lot of media interviews over the years. They have spoken to Fox 2 and other 
local media outlets regularly anytime there's an opportunity to revisit the case. They've spoken with some national media outlets about the case and just continuing to try and keep Amanda's name out there. They started a Facebook page, has quite a following now, and and regularly people are posting and commenting and sharing ideas and theories and information they've heard. They're part of this, you know, sad fellowship of other people. But there is that, and that is a form of support, and so is the media coverage. We're not going to stop. Since we started these podcasts, it has breathed some new life into this investigation, right? There was another search at the Civic Center. People have come forward to you and I with information they think maybe hasn't been thoroughly looked at. Uh, We have forwarded that to the FBI and the other investigators working the case. So there is still hope for answers. On that Facebook page, they share other articles, news stories about missing people from all over the country, children, men, women. Yeah, and Amanda's parents will tell you uh, there is sort of a kinship, certainly a bond, um, and it is in many ways heartbreaking, but it is there. Here are Amanda's parents once again. To this day, my heart goes out to families who who go through something like this because I know how they feel. There's I know a, what they're going through. There's an emptiness there. The, yeah. I've told people, I said, the unknown is worse than death itself. If she would have died, it would have been easier. It would have been easier because we've been able to say goodbye to her. We've been able to know what happened to her. At this rate, we know nothing. Yeah, like they said there, Katie, just that knowing nothing, that's the hardest part. 14 years almost to know nothing, to just have your daughter walk out of your life. And Andy, we are within a month of the 14-year anniversary of the disappearance of Amanda Jones. In episode six, as we prepare to wrap up this series, we'll have an updated conversation with Amanda's parents just to talk about what this last year has been like as we've revisited this case, talked to the family, talked to law enforcement, and talked to them about how they're feeling today. The FBI is offering a reward of up to $20,000 for information leading to the location of Amanda Jones and her unborn child and or for information leading to the identity of the person or people involved with their disappearance. We thank you for listening. I'm Katie Corman. And I'm Andy Banker.